broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. Question we have for you. How did Monday night impact your feelings on Brady one way or the other? Would you be okay with the Raiders being aggressive in this year's upcoming draft to go and get that quarterback of the future? Got one text on the don'tbebroke.com text line. I like this one. 920's playbook in building a championship squad. Hashtag commitment to excellence. That's on the text line. Do appreciate you. Joining us now. I'm Tyler Dragon from USA Today. You can find him on Twitter at the Tyler Dragon. And Tyler, thanks so much for your time. This afternoon is all. With the last game that we saw, the Cowboys and the Buccaneers, Dallas gave them the business, man. They they beat them from the beginning to the end. What do you think of that performance on Monday night? Niners, they're going to be in some trouble. And really, I saw Dak Prescott perhaps had the best game that I have seen him play. He was in complete control of that game he was in a rhythm and he looked like that he was just manipulating um the tampa bay defense you know with his eyes and with his uh passes down the field so it was really a superb game by prescott and then the cowboys defense they got after tom brady uh a lot they didn't necessarily always get home and sack him but tom brady definitely felt that pressure and you can see it because he was getting happy feet in the pocket and that 45-year-old man, which Tom Brady is, he was, uh, to my opinion, he was afraid to get hit. He did not want to get hit. He wanted no part of that Cowboys defensive front. And when they got close to him, he was throwing the ball away, throwing the ball in the dirt, and got happy feet and got real skittish back there. But it was just a dominant performance uh, by the Dallas Cowboys. But they're going to need a performance similar when they go up to Santa Clara and face the 49ers. I agree 100%, but a heck of a job by Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. And when it comes to Tom Brady, he threw the ball 66 times. And like you said, he looked very skittish at the end. I don't want to overreact to one game, but do you think that he's back in 2023? Do you think he's back or do you think that, hey, man, that might have been all she wrote? Man, I, I, I honestly think Tom Brady should retire. What else does he have to prove? He's mm-hmm. going to be... 46 next season. He's won seven Super Bowls. Uh, I mean, he's the most accomplished player in NFL history, in my opinion, the best quarterback of all time. So I I do think you're starting to see his age. And it's not just, you know, one game. When Tom Brady gets uh, pressured, he gets happy feet back there. And it's even more so later on in his career than it was, you know, when he was in his late 30s or mid 30s. And he's just doesn't want to get hit at all, and he throws the ball away a lot, maybe too soon, and doesn't want to take that extra step for the play to develop and for not want to take a hit at all. So, you know, it's starting to affect his game a little bit, and who can blame him? If I was 45, I wouldn't <laughs> want to get hit by a 20-something-year-old man either. <laughs> right. That part, that part. Tyler Dragon is our guest from USA Today here on Raider Nation Radio. In the recent days about Dak throwing picks, but I I would probably think that Josh Allen should be at the center of that interception conversation. Are you worried about his perceived regression, or is there enough boom to live with the bus right now? 
Um, I, there's not enough boom to live with the bus once the competition elevates, and that is going to be the case this weekend uh, against a Bengals team that before, you know, uh, it got the game got canceled against the Bills, they were uh, playing better uh, than Buffalo. So Josh Allen needs to be more protective of the football this weekend. And, yes, you want to see those boom plays, those big plays to dig. And some of those tight window throws and some of those throws that he's trying to thread the needle that are some of those 50-50 plays, he's going to have to dial that back a little bit and maybe uh, tuck the ball and run because Josh Allen using his legs, that makes him one of the best uh, quarterbacks and best players in all of football. So he needs to use his legs a little bit more instead of trying to deliver the ball in tight windows because that is going to come back to bite him against teams like that the Cincinnati Bengals. Taking it back to the NFC East, no matter where they finish in the playoffs, I think that the quarterback for the Giants, Daniel Jones, and the running back, Saquon Barkley, they've proven their worth to the team. So do you think this coming offseason that they're just going to be able to write a blank check and it get filled by the Giants, or are they still going to try to negotiate? Obviously, each team wants the best deal, but do you think these guys have earned, as for lack of a better term, a max contract? Well, that's a great question because I actually, USA Today uh, this week. And I do think uh, Daniel Jones' performance and even Saquon Barkley, they have earned a contract extension. Uh, the way Daniel Jones has kind of revitalized his career under Brian Dayball uh, speaks volumes not only for the head coach, but also uh, Jones because he's the one out there in the field producing and making plays. And he had the, probably the best game, not probably, he did have the best game of his career and the most uh, biggest game of his career against the Vikings uh, last weekend. And then Saquon Barkley, uh, when he's healthy and on the field, he is one of the best running backs in the NFL. And he had over 100 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns against the Vikings, and he definitely proved his worth. Both players proved their worth. Now, as far as a contract extension, the Giants are going to have to uh, dig deep in their wallets. Now, they do have some cap space to sign both Jones and Barkley, but Jones might need to take a little bit of a discount. I don't think he's a $40 million a year quarterback, maybe, you know, 30 or so million a year. And that's still a, a big payday for a quarterback of uh, his caliber. Well, and we're talking about those contract negotiations, but first they want to get through that big game that they have this weekend. As you mentioned, Daniel Jones had a career day, and we're all running with that in day ball we trust pulsating through our <laughs> veins. But you know, the Eagles had a week to sit, and Jalen is still healing. I'm kind of tempted to expect big things from New York, but is Philly at home just too tall a task for that team? Yeah, the Eagles swept the Giants this year, and I think they're going to win again this weekend in Philadelphia. The Eagles, it's it's more than just, you know, Jalen Hurts. They win the battle in the trenches routinely, uh, both on offense and defense. Their run game is strong. And if, even if Jalen Hurts is 80%, which I believe that he's going to be close to 85 to 90% this weekend, the Eagles are just a better team than the Giants. They have more explosive players on the outside and a better defense. Tyler Dragon is our guest from USA Today here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Sticking with the G-Men, and I don't know how far this run's going to go. It might end this week against Philly. Who knows what they're going to do. What talent in, just kind of cooking with whatever ingredients were in the kitchen. He's the coach of the year. 
in my opinion. I mean, uh, he's done more with less. Uh, for the Giants to be in the playoffs, to win a playoff game, we saw how Daniel Jones looked before Brian Dayball got there. We right. were all saying Daniel Jones is not a starting quarterback in this league and he should get his job replaced. Now we're talking about Daniel Jones getting an extension <laughs> next season, right. and that's a testament and credit to uh, Brian Dayball's uh, job. And even – that defense, he's just galvanized the whole team. The Giants uh, going into this season weren't a team that many of us and they're not only in the playoffs, they won a playoff game. So yes, I think Brian Dayball should be NFL Coach of the Year. Something that we talked about earlier in the show, but we didn't talk about it too much, was Brandon Staley. So the simple question is, <laughs> how does he still have a job? <laughs> <laughs> well, today the Chargers fired both of them and really the Chargers you know Dean Spanos and the ownership does like you know Brandon Staley's ability to energize the locker room and he's helped change a culture with the Chargers now has that necessarily produced to wins on the field uh you can argue no but the Chargers did win nine games last year they won 10 games this year so there was a moderate improvement uh, however, the Chargers have too much talent to just win 10 games and be one and done in the playoffs. They invested a lot in their defense. They have a top five quarterback, in my opinion, in Justin Herbert. So Brandon Staley, is, if he indeed keeps his job, which I do think he is, he's going to be in the hot seat all next season. The Chargers have to go to the playoffs, and then they probably have to win a playoff game for Brandon Staley to keep his job. I did think going into this year – he had to go to the playoffs to keep his job. But now the stakes rise a little bit now that they went into the playoffs and had a historic collapse. Jim Harbaugh, he told the Denver Broncos he's – Who do you think is, is, is in the hot – not the hot seat, but in the, the front runner for the Broncos job? And who do you think ultimately ends up getting Sean Payton? Well, I know the Broncos would love uh, Sean Payton along with every team. Um, I do think if Sean Payton uh, coming season, it's either going to be the Arizona Cardinals or the Denver Broncos. Those are the two favorites, uh, in my opinion. Uh, man, as far as another coach that might do well in Denver, I mean, that that is uh, – that's going to be tough because I know the Broncos, they do want to hire a big name. I do know that for sure. They don't want just uh, anybody. Maybe Shaw from Stanford, David Shaw, he's mm. interviewed uh, mm -hmm. there. That would be a, a very interesting uh, pick, to say the least. But I do know the Broncos want a big name. I can see Dan Quinn as well knows the division. Uh, but they're going to swing for the fences for sure. Talking to Tyler Dragon from USA Today, what would be your Waffle House order following the biggest game slash launch point of your career and your overall impressions of what Trevor Lawrence was able to accomplish this past weekend? <laughs> that that is good. So I I do love me some Waffle uh, Waffle House, not as much as Ro not as much as Roscoe, but I right. would get a, a pecan waffle and the hash browns with the jalapenos baked in. And then also two slices of bacon. I, it's, a, it's an uncharacteristic order, but I, that's, that's what I would get.
That sounds fantastic. <laughs> some personality to that. Right. That's, hey, that sounded fantastic. I'm getting a little hungry. <laughs> sounds like somebody that knows the menu. Sounds like someone oh, who yeah. doesn't go to the dollar store to get a steak, Damon. Hey, man. Tyler, Damon here had, went to the soap. dollar store and got a $3 steak. Uh, you went to the dollar store and got a three. Oh man! So I have so many questions. Probably, <laughs> if it was a steak, it probably tasted like beef jerky and was solid hard. So I, I mean, I, I'm happy. I have so many questions over that. Well, I'll give you some answers to a couple of your questions there. On the packaging, <laughs> it said ribeye steak. So it was. There was, was no rib or eye. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, as I was eating it, my first bite, uh, it was definitely chewy. You know, it was. Um, <laughs> was jerky. Yes, yes. Thank you, Tyler. Thank but it you. started initially because I saw a tweet and I was I was talking to some friends in a group chat and I was like, wouldn't this be funny? And yeah, I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna record it. You know, and it'll be fun for everybody. Make the group chat. You know, take it to social media as well. Mm-mm. No. Well, congratulations for eating a mystery meat steak, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy you're not, you know, didn't have food poisoning or anything after that meal. Oh, I got the iron stomach over here. Now, Sean McVay, <laughs> Sean McVay, he's announced that he's going to come back to the Rams. You know, he pulled a little bit of a will he, won't he, but Aaron Donald made some waves this weekend when he changed his Twitter bio. Would you be surprised if Aaron Donald decided to hang him up? I would be surprised. Uh, we all know he flirted with retirement before, but he and Sean McVay, they have a very close relationship. And I do think that, you know, after him and Sean McVay talked, you know, the first time he flirted with retirement, and they're probably going to have a conversation this offseason. To uh, still left in the tank, especially playing out. And despite the disappointing season that the Rams had, I don't think they're as far away from a super, another Super Bowl as people might expect. They were decimated by injuries this year. But once Matthew Stafford gets back healthy, once Cooper Cup gets back healthy, once Donald rests his ankle and gets healthy, if they, you know, hit right in free agency and with their uh, the few picks they have in the NFL draft, they can be right back to where they were. Uh, winning a Super Bowl championship at uh, SoFi Stadium a couple seasons ago. And, you know, they might still get, a lot of people forget, Odell Beckham never signed with a team mm. uh, this season. And it's not he's not going to sign with a team this season. So Odell Beckham has a home in L.A. He has a home in Phoenix, Arizona. I can definitely see him coming back uh, to the L.A. Rams and him trying to uh, lead the team back, help lead the team back to another Super Bowl. Tyler Dragon is our guest here from USA Today here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And Tyler, we'll close out with this. We are on Raider Nation Radio 920. So you saw the success of the first-year coaches. You saw what happened with Dayball. You saw what's going on with the Jaguars. The Vikings, they went to the playoffs. I know they got booted, but they went to the playoffs. All this first-year success with these coaches, how much pressure do you believe is going to be on head coach Josh McDaniels in year two to get the Raiders back to where they need to be, especially since they're hosting the Super Bowl? Well, Allegiant Stadium is hosting the Super Bowl this upcoming year. (laughs) Well, that is a great question. I think uh, McDaniels is going to be under a tremendous amount of pressure, um, even more so now that he basically pushed Derek Carr out the door. Mm -hmm. Now, was it all Derek Carr's fault? I would argue no. The Raiders' offensive line has some issues. The defense has some issues. And, yes, Derek Carr didn't perform well and had a kind of a rocky season. But 
he proved last year that he can take a team to the playoffs. Um, so what are you going to do at quarterback? And is Devontae Adams still going to be healthy? We know he and Derek Carr are best friends. Are you going to be able to have an offense as explosive as it should be on paper? Because you have the best receiver in the National Football League. You still have Waller, Renfro. Let's see what you do with Josh Jacobs as well. If you have that nucleus, you definitely need a quarterback that can galvanize the team and take the team to new heights because they definitely, definitely underachieved this past season. If he has another losing season, then he's going to see a pink into. No, I agree. Coaches don't get a long time. You know that. I mean, it's a very small shelf life. So let me ask you this. We'll close out with this. Is, this, is there a veteran quarterback that you're thinking that could be out there or do you think that they go, you know, into the draft and get a guy and maybe have him compete with Jared Stidham during the I know a lot of people love this Tom Brady, Josh McDaniel connection. Obviously, former offensive coordinator with New England Patriots. I just don't see it. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it happened, but I don't see that happening. I do think a quarterback, maybe like a Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, would do well in Las Vegas. I know a lot of fans want to be clamoring for a Jimmy right. Garoppolo. Right. Uh, but, you know, a, a veteran quarterback, maybe a youngest veteran quarterback, if Geno Smith doesn't sign, may, maybe that, that could work. But I, I just don't see them drafting, um, you know, a quarterback with their position, uh, one of those top flight quarterbacks uh, will be available. So it's going to be interesting, but, you know, be careful what you wish for Raiders because Derek Carr might be the best quarterback option that the Raiders have. Uh, next season, but they're already wished him out the door. Right. He's already said his goodbye, so uh, there's that. We'll see exactly how it shakes out. Well, Tyler, what do you got coming out on USA Today that we should be on the lookout for? Well, I'm covering this game in uh, San Francisco uh, nice. this weekend, so I'll have a column coming up uh, from the game, and I also have three keys to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars Kansas City Chiefs matchup and also the Cowboys uh, 49ers matchup uh, coming up before the game. But I'll have columns uh, all throughout the weekend as well. Boom, there it is right there. Well, Tyler, fantastic stuff as always, my man. It's great catching up with you. I appreciate you. Have safe travels to Santa Clara and, and covering that game, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day. You too, brother. There he goes. Tyler Dragon, USA Today. You can find him on Twitter at the Tyler Dragon, and with us here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. 418 is the time. Raider Nation, light it up, man. 702-365-9200. Let's say, what do you have to say? How did Monday night impact your feelings on Brady one way or the other? Would you be okay with the Raiders being aggressive in this year's upcoming draft to go and get the quarterback of the future? It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Raider Roughness with your boy Q. Q. 422 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Still got a lot to get to. It's funny, man. We get a two-hour show, and we're like, man, we need three. They give us three-hour show, and we're like, man, it's almost 430. We got a lot to get to, but that's what we do around here. We appreciate it. Demond Cotton behind the wheels of steel. We got Lindsey Brown in with us today, having a good time. Just finished our conversation with Tyler Dragon from USA Today. We want to hear from you, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. Also, our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword r A couple questions I threw out there. How did Monday night impact your feelings on Brady one way or the other? You know, he could be a guy. He's been in many conversations with stopgap, a Band-Aid for the Raiders, you know, potentially could come in as that starting quarterback. How did what you see on Monday impact your feelings? And would you be okay if the Raiders were super aggressive in this year's upcoming draft to go and get their quarterback of the future, maybe having to trade up 
if they go see the guy that they believe that they really want. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the 559. Jacob and Fresno, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, um, <laughs> well, I've never cared for Tom Brady ever since the tuck rule, and it's hard for me to ever see him in silver and black. But Monday night just kind of showed he's 45, and he's going to be mm-hmm. 46 at the start of next season. You know, and putting a temporary Band-Aid on a, on a possibility, not a guarantee, on a possibility that he could equal success for the Raiders, I just don't see it. I don't see him being successful. He's older, and like you had said earlier, Father Time is undefeated. Yeah. And in the division that we're in, is he going to expect it to be in a shootout with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and if whatever coach the Denver Broncos land revitalizes Russell, Russell Wilson, you just – there's no way. There's no right. way I, I don't see him being able to do that. I would weigh whether – I know that where our draft position is that, that we can't really get a top a top quarterback, but I would rather us get Hendon Hooker in the second or third round and really let him develop by uh, develop behind Stidham. Hendon Hooker, before he got injured, he was looking awesome. Yeah, he looked like he was going to be the Heisman Trophy winner. Mm-hmm. And I think he only threw three picks this whole year – and he wasn't a run-first type quarterback. He was a passing kind of guy. Yeah. And then the SEC, right? the hardest division in college football. Yep. No, that's big facts, man. Big facts. Thank you for the call, my man. Definitely appreciate you. And, yeah, it's funny. I was kind of on the fence with, with Hendon Hooker. Uh, I liked him a lot. I did bring it to the table. Only had two interceptions last season, as a matter of fact. 3,135 yards, 27 touchdowns, two Ooh. picks. Yeah, he was a hell of a quarterback. I was it was something about I don't know just the the passing motion that I just I wasn't 100% well, comfortable side with. Army? It just it just looked a little I don't know, but when you throw over over 3000 yards and 27 touchdowns and two interceptions like who am I to judge how you're throwing the ball, right? Cuz right. I mean, obviously the results are a little concern uh with, you know, with with just the way that he he I don't know, it just something to me didn't feel right, but you know, he he could end up being a really good quarterback, and he's not going to be a first-round pick, I don't believe, unless something crazy toward that ACL. But he's got the size. Uh, like Jacob said, he's not a guy that's going to run first. He's going to sit back in the pocket and throw the ball. So that's, that's kind of what I've been looking for. I'm looking for a quarterback. You know, it doesn't have to be a Lamar Jackson-like where he's just running all over the yard, but a guy that's going to keep plays alive. Justin Herbert will do if he's under pressure, or Mahomes, or Allen, or Burrow. Somebody's decisive that yes. can, that can read the situation because there, there's a time and place for everything. And sometimes you see these guys where their internal, internal clocks will get sped up a little bit more, and all of a sudden they're always looking to get out of the pocket. It's sustainable, especially for a team that's working on improving its offensive line. What you're asking to do on a play-by-play basis that's just going to wear them down and uh, render them more ineffective later in games. No doubt, no doubt. Let's go back out to the phone lines again. Seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. Open like some old school TV antennas. Wide open like some old school TV mm-hmm. antennas. Passionate Raider, welcome to the show. What's up, guys? What up, man? Hey, first, first off, what up, Q? First off, I gotta say is, hey, I had to go look up that our Instagram and find Demond eating them steaks last night. Q. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, Q. That wasn't no steak, man. That was that dog from China, man. It didn't even look like steaks to mine. How did you eat that, bro? How? That's crazy. But another note, Q, after watching Tom last night, I I mean, I don't know if it was a a farewell and a a flip-off to to Tampa Bay or whatnot, but like like you said before, man, Father Time, you can't defeat Father Time, man. 
and, and another thing you could kind of always tell there was sometimes there was a lot of tension between Brady and McDaniels back in, in New England, and the one that kept it together who Tom respected was a Bill Belichick. Now, you know, if, if Brady was to come over here and things started going sideways, are they going to be able to keep that, that relationship without the emotions getting in with those two, those two eagles, that the eagles, egos that those two have to, 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 to function for the rest of the year? And we all know pressure bust pipes, man. And I just don't want to. I just don't want McDaniel's to feel like he has to make the best move. I mean, like the pressure. Let it happen because when you let things happen, it's going to happen. Anytime you force something, it's never going to be good, man. We don't need to, to just think that oh, we have to do it this year. But when you really sit back and think about the reality of it, man, it's been so long since we have been able to just you know that we're going out there winning games that we're supposed to win handling business, making it to the playoffs, winning our division, be what we want, man. So just just sit back, let, let, let the hand play its hand, and like pick that best player, man, and that defense, just get that defense right. I don't know if Stidham's a guy or not. He showed a little promise in game one, but then game two, Kansas City came at him a little sideways. And the guy, second game in how many years starting, like he was off the previous year with his back, so we really can't judge that book quite yet. But I don't know if trading our future ought to grab one of these quarterbacks because no Ohio State quarterback has ever lasted long in the NFL. So I don't see the Stroud route. I don't know if there's one there this year. Maybe fall back in, like he said, and, and, and let Stiddy and them go at it. But it definitely can't be Jimmy G. That That's just – I don't think that's going to be the right but I just want Josh and them to just make the right move and not feel they're so pressured that they have to do it now. That's it, man. Just let it happen. It will happen if you make the right moves, man. So that's all I got to say, man. I just want to see patience. I want to be competitive year in and year out, man. I'm tired of all the laughing stock that we get with Raider Nation because of all the dumbness that we do, man. So with that, man, have a great, great day. Listen to Lindsay on here, man. She's she keeps it live with you guys, man. And, and mind, don't ever buy them steaks again, man. Ever, <laughs> ever, 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 ever. There he goes, Passion the Raider. Don't eat those steaks, Damon. Stop, man. Stop. No more gray meat, man. No more gray meat, but uh, good stuff right there. And, you know, Hendon Hooker is a guy that I know a lot of people have a lot of interest in. Uh, we got a couple texts speaking on Hendon Hooker. Uh, one from the 707. Hooker is also 25 years old and be 26 by the start of next season. Uh, you'll be able to get Hooker on day three. And also we get a text from Gizmo saying, I agree with your caller from Fresno. Whatever the history from 20 years ago is, Tom Brady is the greatest winner that ever put on pads and a helmet. I'd be foolish to think he wouldn't elevate the team to peak levels if the Raiders picked him. Real quick, as we started talking about Hendon Hooker, I just like searched him on Twitter to see sure. that throwing motion you were talking about. Yeah. And this is the problem with just watching the player's best plays because mm-hmm. I was sold in two minutes. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, it couldn't be. I hey, maybe. Order. Let's well, go. I'll tell you right now, Kev or KV in Connecticut hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line. Hooker gives me Vince Young vibes. College was made for him. That was the way I was trying to describe it. Very somewhat Vince Young-like. And Vince Young was fantastic. Exactly. Exactly. But he was a hell of a college quarterback. So that's – I got a little nervous watching Hendon Hooker. I thought I didn't – Vince Young didn't pop in my head. But now that he said that, what I'm feeling. Literally, my hand is shaking right now because if you ask me, Vince Young did not get a fair chance – Fisher never liked him from the he start. Didn't, he didn't want him. Like no. no, no, he no. didn't. He didn't want him. He never wanted him. You're right about that. He never wanted him. So there's that. Uh, yeah, Tor 
DL and is already 25. Yeah, no, we know about that. Uh, Geese Mode always also said pipes, but pressure also makes diamonds. You get Brady, the winning, the winningest quarterback all time, and everyone will raise up to meet the pressure and win. And I do think, again, there's something to be said about guys that have winning traits. People around them raise their yeah, game, right? There's, I mean, that's, that's real. That's real. Yeah, it's it's a cross between like motivation and full intentionality. It's just when when you see somebody like that, there's just a different belief factor. Like, well, if I do this rep, what could be possible? Because we have this guy on our side. All right, who's up next? Let's go out to Tim in Vegas. What's on? What up, man? First time caller. Hey, what up, man? So full disclosure, I'm not a big Raider fan, but uh, okay. I'm a big Tom Brady fan. Okay, I got I got to tell your Raider. Uh, your Raider diehards, you absolutely want this guy on your team. There's nothing at all that's dropped off on Brady. Since the beginning of time, his kryptonite has been pressure up the middle. You get him a clean pocket, he'll pick him apart. What he's the best at is what? Play action. Right. Right? So with Josh Jacobs, the play action that he's able to do with that, he'll pick these people apart. He'll raise the team up. There's nothing that's dropped off on him. The Bucks just couldn't protect them this year they didn't call very good plays so good stuff i'm you on your team you want them on your team. all right hey we'll do tim and Vance, thank you for the call that was good stuff right there that's a promo that was good stuff right i like it no you know, yeah. hey, hey i'm not a raider fan is what he said but i'm telling all the raider nation that you want him on your team. I like the, as a matter of fact, you want him on your team. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, I, like I love that. that Brady's got people calling. Not that Brady's like doing it on <laughs> hey, his behalf. Man, I need Brady's you to call. Brady's people <laughs> are hey, 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 look here, dog. Hey, hey, Tim. Hey, Tim. Hey, hey, this is Tom. Tim, go on and call the station. Let them know that, that they need me. Put the good word in for me. But I like that people are vouching for Brady about uh, how they do yeah, want Brady. Good. Because I feel good. like we hear too much on the opposite end from Raider fans that are, hey, we don't want Brady. So it's good to hear somebody on that opposite end. Yeah, I'm that's, good with it. That's saying, hey, this is why you should want Brady. Now we're going to go out to Kalani in Vegas. Kalani! What's going on, guys? Look, this is coming from somebody who an F.U. Tom Brady video on YouTube back in the day. I would love to have TV 12 in silver and black. One of the greatest quarterback of all time. Plus, Q, you said earlier on the show, we need to get this draft right. Mm-hmm. I, I, my question would be, when have we ever gotten a draft right? Didn't we just have three draft, first-round draft picks not too long ago? How's that been working out for us? The Raiders have been horrible at the draft the last 20, 30 years. If cars released, Colton Miller is the longest-running draft pick we have on the roster. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting so much into the draft. The whole C.J. Stroud thing, Q, I know it's your show, and you got to have the callers come in. Anybody who calls in and says we need to take C.J. Stroud, they should be eliminated from giving their opinion for at least one show. On on quarterbacks. My bad. <laughs> hey man, you just eliminated you just eliminated me from my own show. He was taking the day off tomorrow. Breaking news. <laughs> hey, that, that's okay, Q, because I'm listening to the show. You got two. You got two awesome guests. You got. Oh, I'll say quarterbacks do not work out. The league field might work out. Go with either one of those young quarterbacks from on some of the, the top quarterbacks, a lot of them don't come from the Alabamas, the USC's, the Texas, but more so the mid-level or at least a, t- a school that isn't rich with talent. So if we go that particular route or defensive line, that should help us out, especially considering we got Max Crosby. He needs some help out there to get after the quarterback. So hopefully the Raiders do something 
something in the world of respectability when it comes to this offseason as far as the players they bring in. Hey, great stuff. Great call, my man. I appreciate you. I guess I'll be taking the day off tomorrow. Offseason cue for one day only. <laughs> hey, one day only. Cue's off and the wife is out of town. What could go wrong? <laughs> what could go wrong? But, no, that was good stuff. And, you know, the point about not hitting on the draft and the Raiders not being successful in the draft, that is the biggest key that has to change. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to. I cannot stress this enough. You have to hit on the draft at some capacity. You can't just scatter shoot. Like, like you said, the Raiders had how many first-round picks and weren't able to get out of them outside of Josh Jacobs, and Josh Jacobs was great, but that's all they really got out of the first-round picks. That's not enough. You've got to be able to hit more frequently than the Raiders do. Thank God for their fourth-round pick in Max Crosby and Hunter Renfro and guys that were later-round picks. Thank God for those guys. But you've got to be able to – that's how you continue to put talent Talent is obvious no matter where you can find it. I think where this team has struggled is when you scout character because there's a lot of things that you can excuse because somebody runs fast or somebody has great stuff on tape. I mean, Demond, you were just saying you watch two minutes of the quarterback and you're in love. You're in full-blown love. You have a jersey ordered up and everything. And so you you have to get the right guys who want to come into this room and, and want to change the tone. Like you, and, and I love his point about going out and getting a quarterback from a non-traditional school because mm-hmm. so many of those guys, they're so highly recruited. They're highly touted from a young age. I'm not saying that's a knock against them, but you want to face adversity on your way up because there's adversity when you get to the top too. Right. And so uh, that's that's Josh Allen DNA all over it, right? And so that's true. I, I love that take. No doubt. Josh Allen DNA all over it. I mean, Joe Burrow, look what he had to do. He had yeah. to leave Ohio State, go to LSU. Patrick Mahomes was at Texas Tech. Right. Cliff Kingsbury. I would say that's a traditional football school. You no. Already has a, a statue. If you already got a statue, your jersey retired, it usually means you started something. There. Lindsey Kingsbury couldn't win anything at Texas Tech with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Couldn't win anything. And he still got a job at this level. And he, Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, I mean, you're, that, that goes back to his point. Like, that's not a traditional powerhouse when it comes to the NFL. I mean, that's, that's stuff to think about. That's stuff to think about. But they've got to find their guy. I don't know. They got to find it. But Raider Nation, we'd love to hear from you. We've got a ton of text coming through on our don'tbebroke.com text line. Keep those coming at 69187, keyword RR. And of course, our Raider Nation listener line, we'd love to hear from you. It's wide open the rest of the show, 702 365 9200. Now, I realize the rest of the show is not a long time, but we got your time. So hit us up. Let us know about us. Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Had a real fun show so far. We talked to the voice of the silver and black, Jason around 2.30, Brian Salmon from News 3LV at 3, Tyler Dragon from USA Today at 4 o'clock. Later on this week, I'll just tell you right now, I'll take you behind the curtain a little bit, on Thursday at 2.30, we'll have Mike Martz, former, uh, you know, the constructor of the greatest show on turf. He'll join the show. So that'll be Mike Martz at 2.30. That's on Thursday. So just a little bit of a, you know, planning ahead. That's what we do around here uh, just to continue to bring you the quality content each and every day, Unnecessary Roughness Style, Raider Nation Radio with Lindsey Brown and Demond Cotton. I'm Q Myers. Got some texts on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Whiskey Ray said, good afternoon. I think if we have the opportunity to get Brady, let's get him. He'll be a one- to two-year Band-Aid. It's a must that we hit hit the spot at the quarterback in this year's draft, fifth round or later. I'll say it again. We must go defense heavy with our first four picks come draft time. I think it's time for Raider Nation to get over Brady in the tuck game. I'll welcome Brady with open arms and his seven rings. One thing I won't do is treat Brady to a new dollar. <laughs> one thing I won't do is treat Brady to a $1 steak. <laughs> <laughs> it's never 
gonna get old, Devon. I don't even think he eats meat, so you know what? He, he definitely You know what? He does it. Inflammation. He doesn't, and even he'd be dollar steak? Yeah, be, yeah. A dollar? He wouldn't even know where to find a dollar. No, he wouldn't know where to find a dollar steak. <laughs> well, he had it all tied up in crypto, so how many he has left? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sir Whiskey Ray, good stuff, man. Appreciate the feedback. 702-365-9200. Man, we're going to go out to Raider Rock in Seoul, Korea first. Okay, Raider Rock, Seoul, Korea. Welcome to Nikeville. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm sorry. I, who's who's co-hosting with you today? Uh, Damon and Lindsey Brown. Uh, Lindsey Brown, she's excellent. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> you, yeah, are, you just made her blush. Dang, I, literally, I'm, I'm without words. That doesn't happen often. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, Tom Brady, you know, he didn't have a great game, but his, his old line didn't play all that well. So, you know, I don't, I'm not putting it on him. Okay. But he didn't have a great season, but. Did you just hang up on Raider Rock? Yes, I did. That Why'd you do that? Aww. It was an accident. I what was are you getting, doing? I was you getting like ready. You act like you're using new stuff over there. You just gave me a compliment. You hung up on him. I was getting ready for Josh in Northtown. You know what? That's what happens when you have dollar stakes in your system. You start messing up. All right, Josh in North <laughs> Las Vegas. You up, though, my brother. <laughs> hey, I uh, got a question. I know Tom Brady and the quarterback, the talk, the, the, talk of the moment right now, but let's talk defense. Okay. Uh, what about a reunion with uh, Khalil Mack? Bringing him back, you know, the Chargers might let him go because they're over the cash base coming into the next season. See a reunion? What's your guys' take on that? Hey, thank you for the call. I would love to see that. To be 100% honest, I honestly would have loved to see the Raiders make that move with Chicago like the Chargers did. I would have loved to see Khalil Mack return to the silver and black. I think he would have been a really good bookend with Max Crosby. And Mm -hmm. you see that he's really good against the run. Uh, The guy obviously can get to the pass rusher. Is he the guy that was the defensive player of the year when he was with the silver and black in 2016? No. But he still can get after the the quarterback, and he can still stop the run. He's just a guy, I think. Not a loud leader, but he's a leader by example, and he'll he'll do some good things on the field. Absolutely, and I, you know, I wonder how uh, butthurt he is about what happened to his buddy Derek Carr, though, too. So that might um, cause him to be a little bit more deviatory away from that option. But he is uh, certainly would check a lot of boxes for a team that needs it. Yeah, and you know, again, I mean, I, I know it's a business, so I mean, I'm sure that True. his feelings, you know, about DC, you know, them moving on from him are, are one thing. But at the end of the day, we all know the NFL stands for not for long. It's a business, and if if they welcome him in with open arms and gave him the contract and said, "Hey, this is what we want you to do. Pin your ears back. Get after that." Dude, I can see them absolutely go ahead and doing that. Damon, are you making up for? Yes, I am. Raider Rock, accept this humble apology. Jeez. You're back on the air. <laughs> uh, thanks. Um, yeah, as I was saying, you know, Tom Brady, he, he didn't have a great season. I mean, in the game, he didn't, you know, he didn't have, he had a good game statistically, but he didn't look great. But what I was going to say is, like, you know, what options do we have in terms of bringing a, a veteran? I just have a feeling that. That you know, Josh McDaniels had the same disease that that uh, you know John Gruden had. Is like you know, I mean, I have a guy, but I want someone else. Mm-hmm. Except John Gruden accepted the fact that that he couldn't get anyone that was better at the time. Whereas in you know, Josh McDaniels, I think feels like you know he he has a chance, better chance with Tom Brady or or Garofalo. And to me, okay, Brady. Maybe on par with with Carr at the levels they were playing, but I, I would much, I would have much preferred having Carr as the band aid rather than 
uh, Jimmy Garofalo, and then you would probably have to pay him the money that you you would be stuck with for car. I don't see that as a, a, a much better option, you know. But, yeah. but who are they going to who are they going to bring in? Great question. Stidham, yeah, he had a, he had a great first game, but then you know with the Chiefs, you know we got blown out with him under the uh, you know behind the center. But we were kicking the Chiefs' butts, and we lost it in the second half by one point with Carr, you know, who's not supposed to be great in the system, you know, at center. So. So I think the the plan for the for this regime is go Brady because I think they had a feeling that that he's interested and and he's not going to resign with the Bucks, you know, and, and he wants a couple of and Brady had had already shown interest, you know, in coming to Vegas. He may not have had a firm offer, but you know, you you've heard things on the podcasts and stuff about how he was, you know, he was uh, incredulous about you know not being brought on. And everyone kind of knows that it's Vegas. So, anyways, that was my call, and I, I hope this co-hosting continues uh, continues more frequently. Um, the, the energy is great. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you and and all the things that you brought to our table here. Because I, I you think, just like the compliments. I, well, you know, Gabon gets to talk about his boxing sir. It's a Wait, new hold opportunity. on. Did you guys make that official or something? Well, I- <laughs> but in terms of, of what he was saying, in, what, who are real options here? Because Jimmy, to me, is is an okay option, but he's a game manager type of quarterback. Trust me, if, he, if he'd signed back in Minnesota, I might have to quit my job here and move home because I would have a chance. But in terms of what this team needs, especially when you have players like Josh Jacobs that are looking to go the same type of sling ability that helps shepherd these guys in as you're building for the future, but also going for it in the current moment. Let's go out to Ashley in Texas. Ashley, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Ashley? Great. How are you? Fantastic. Hey, me and my husband are big Raiders fans. We were just wondering if next year, when well, we know we're going to have a new quarterback, and Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Kay. Oh, Ashley, thank you for the call. I hope not. I hope not. Right. You know, I'm like, I'm Ashley, if you've listened to this show at all, your husband's listened to the show at all, you know I'm not that guy that signs up for car this, car that, blame car this, blame car that. But it seems like it's either all in or all against, right? There's no mm-hmm. there's no kind of middle even like, hey, yeah, he was pretty good. It's like it's either his fault, no matter what the outcome is, or it's not. And it's it's so crazy. And so I think, honestly, he needs that that break as well mm-hmm. right I think I think Raider Nation needs that break and I think that Derek Carr needed that break yeah I think when training camp rolls around and we have the answers and even when we find out where he's going to play where Tom Brady's going to play it's not going to get real until you see these guys in new uniforms and you could tell how how hurt he was by the decision but I think he understood the decision as well and so at least there is some time and space given in that break but ultimately, he's a guy that is going to have fingerprints all over this team this year and going yeah. forward and the repercussions of how that was handled as well. And so I I wish him nothing but the best and, 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 and nothing but success because it's hard to find in this league, and I think he's done more than enough to pay his dues. I, I agree, and I'll say this. What I do believe is going to happen next year, unfortunately, there's going to be some play that happens and mm-hmm. be like, Carr could have made that play. If you had kept Carr, he would have won that game. Carr mm-hmm. wouldn't have lost that game. You know what I mean? Like the we'll hear that. Factor. It's yeah, it's going to be a little of that linger effect for a while, and that's what happens when a guy's been with the team for nine years. Yep. I mean, that's the reality of it. Again, the National Football League, your average career is what three years? 
if that, right? I mean, you're lucky to get that. And then if you're going to be going on your third contract, you've done something. So you've got to give him credit. You're not, I mean, just, I know that we look at guys and be like, oh, he's not very good. You don't last in the NFL for nine years if you're not very good. Yeah, that's he's, he's good. He might not have been the guy that they needed to get over the top, but he's a good quarterback. That's why I love Mark McMillan where he uh, not attack people, but right. it says, hey, don't say that anyone in the NFL sucks right. or that that guy, he, he's terrible because all of these guys are elite at what they do to make it to the NFL. you got to be the 1% of the 1%, obviously, to be the best player, but to beat for Derek Carr to say, hey, he's probably a top 15 quarterback. You know how hard it is to be a top 15 quarterback <laughs> right, in the right, league? Right. And then you see some other teams in the league that say, hey, man, dang, you know what we would be if we had a guy that was at least top 20? Right. The right. Jets right now. I right. know people want to talk about weather. Man. But put them in a dome maybe, and they, they would say, hey, give us Derek Carr, please. Right, and there's plenty of teams out there that are going to – and I'm interested to see what it looks like. I don't, I, I'll don't. i be 100% honest. I don't think that they're going to be able to trade him. I really don't. My gut feeling says that they're Because everybody gonna... knows they, they need to trade him. They're just saying, well, give us this, and that's too much. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I don't think that they're going to be able to trade him. We'll see. You know, I've been wrong before, and I'm okay with that. I, but there's going to be plenty of suitors for him because there's going to be a lot of teams that say, well, we don't even have that good, right? It's okay for the Raiders to want better, right? It's okay to have good and say, I want better. That's fine. But there's also teams that are like, oh, man, if we even had that good, how much better we'd be. And I think the Jets are a great uh, example. I think the Carolina Panthers are a great example. Atlanta. I don't, Atlanta yeah. is a great example. I don't know what the hell's going on in Arizona. I don't know if Kyler Murray is really the end-all, be-all, but they just signed him to a bazillion-dollar contract. So They're I don't giving see him, him say in the coach as well. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What could go wrong there? Between that and the COD duty. Houston. Houston could be a place. I mean, there's plenty of locations that he could go and I think be successful and be a breath of fresh air to that organization, not only on the field, but also off the field. Yeah, and I'm also going to be excited to see where he goes because it's one of those players where, hey, I'm rooting for that guy. Mm -hmm. I want to see something good happen for him because of all the talk of he's not the guy who could get it done on the field – Everybody, nobody's going to say that he's not a good guy or he's he's winning the great guy award. Mm -hmm. If that was the NFL, if it was just, hey, who's the great who's the greatest guy? Who's the best friend in the NFL? It would be Derek Carr. So wherever he goes next season, I'm going to be rooting for him a little bit. And and I'm like, Lindsay, I I want him to have nothing but success. I definitely would not pull against him. I mean, that's just one that's just dirty. And there's no reason to. He gave everything he could. Gave his whole soul to this organization. Absolutely. And I don't I don't think there's anyone alive that can disagree Mm -hmm. with that. We got any more calls to get to? Demond? No, sir. Okay, well, we've got a couple texts as we close out the show. Great timing on those calls. Raider Dill said, the thing I don't want to hear next year is people bashing Carr if he has a bad year with a new team. That's going to get more tiring than people saying Derek Carr could have made that throw. I just want everyone to move on. I agree. Another one, if Brady comes and brings Gronk, the whole culture will be great. The equipment staff, administration, the whole building will want to be great. Remember, there's a human side to this. Uh, also, Sir Whiskey Ray Q, D, I apologize, but I also want to give a shout-out to Lindsay for today's insight and good takes. Hopefully, Lindsay will be here more often on Unnecessary Roughness. Thanks again. And East Bay Raider Gray said, Q, best believe that dollar stake is still on DeMond's system. It ain't leaving no time soon. <laughs> there you go. That's a mic drop moment right there. Great stuff. Appreciate all the feedback. Thank you to all the guests that we had. Jason Horowitz, Brian Salmon, Tyler Dragon, Lindsay, fantastic job. DeMond, great as always. We'll be back tomorrow here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Have a good night.